news, everyone! It's another episode of Strange Assembly! That's right, we're here just to embarrass Trevor. But before we get to that... I mean, that is why we started the podcast. For real. Yes. This is Chris Stevenson. I'm here with Jay Earl and Trevor Valentine. Hello. This is Sesame Street. You guys lied to me again. <laughs> yes. Today, we're going to talk about the Kote season, split down into several parts. First, how Trevor is a giant hypocrite for playing Lion. I don't remember playing Lion. Second, the Atlanta Kote, where Trevor played Lion. I don't remember the Atlanta Kote. <laughs> and then third, some other stuff related to the Kote. Uh, we'll probably also talk about, I don't know, something else L5R related. Emperor yeah. Edition bug cards again. Same exact thing you guys got last time. Kote stuff. Emperor Edition stuff. We see new Second cards from before the dawn. The first. Something like that. Okay, so whatever Trevor does or doesn't remember, he did play <laughs> Lion at the Atlanta Kote. I really don't remember the Atlanta Kote. <laughs> Didn't I post like four in the morning? I wasn't done with my deck. Probably. That yeah. sounds like you. Yeah. Have you actually finished your deck at this point? Uh, no. My decks are terrible. Yes. He's, he's no good. He loses all his games. I lost the game today. <laughs> <laughs> he, he lost the game, and then he managed to wander back to it, so it was okay. I can win it out of consciousness, I think. Okay, well... Obviously, you did not win with your Lion deck, but certainly Lion has been doing the best out of all the factions, so you didn't make a terrible choice, apparently. Plus, you know, undefeated in Swiss. So what led you to abandon everything that you believe in? I don't believe in anything. That's, that's mistake number one. I thought you believed that Lion were boring and Oh, they are. They are. I don't remember playing Lion. <laughs> Apparently I had a deck list. I don't remember right, something innate on the side. Or... Chris is a defensive reflex. He has purged all painful memories. It's like with survivors of horrible traumas. Yeah, but since we were all actually at the Kote, I, I, it would be nice to talk about it, and that's hard when he just keeps acting like he doesn't remember anything. Acting. It's clearly acting. I never forget anything. I spent 30 minutes this morning looking for my keys. And I'm using my spares, because I couldn't find them. <laughs> All right then. So you are, you have nothing to contribute about the Atlantic Coast. I played the deck and I face rolled for however many rounds and I lost the Kuan. What was the question? <laughs> you know, I noticed that Evan managed to beat early Kuans more than once. Does that make you feel inferior as a person? No, because his early Kuan had attachment versus me, not versus Evan. Ah, <laughs> uh, that makes a little harder to kill. When you look at the ultimate sacrifice in your hand, like, oh, I hate my life. So are you, you know, trying to go back to the Mantis for future Kote, or are they not having you? If I can find a deck. Dragon Guard City has really bad matchups that I don't accept, so that's out of the options. You're aware that Dragon Guard City has been doing very well in this Kote. Doesn't mean they don't right? have bad matches. So your answer to the Kobayashi Maru is to play Lion? Cheating is <laughs> optional. So yeah, he's, he's creating his own Kobayashi Maru. Everybody else seems to be fine with it. No, no, no. They haven't gone against the matchups. There's no other explanation. 
5x, it will beat Dragonair City. What is the terrible one. matchup for Dragonair? If I tell everybody things. <laughs> Welcome to Strange Assembly, where we don't tell you anything about the tournaments we played in or the playtesting we've done. You assume I playtest. I don't know what I'm talking about. That's true. No, I didn't assume that you know what you're talking about. Thank I just God. assumed that you did playtest. <laughs> Many people playtest and learn nothing. I just know nothing easier. It's easier. It has a god-awful matchup versus Dishonored, and you can't metaphor it. Oh, just the usual... No, no, it, it's, it's unplayable. Bad. Now, it has been interesting. I think there has been much, much, much less Dishonor in the tournament scene than we all thought there would go. But lots of people take chances during Swiss, you know, oh, I take my auto loss, oh... It's not that, that bad of a matchup, and I just take one of the deck building and take all of these variables out. Assuming for the sake of argument that it's an auto-loss, I think I'm willing to auto-lose to a deck that, like, one, one in, six. in... Not one in six? It's less than one that. One in ten? No it's chances. One in ten No top. chances. No, because the Scorpion players have been doing Ninja more than anything. I think we've all thought Ninja was worth playing for a while now, and then Dishonor gets all the new tools and Scorpion switched to Ninja. Ninja's another really bad match for Dragonguard City. <laughs> no, uh, between Shadow Plays and Silent Rod. Ninja's not jabby. Yeah. Uh, that's sort of any attack and face deck is suffering against that kind of stuff. Yeah. So... If you're not willing to potentially lose in the first two rounds when you're still facing the scrubs. I'm not willing to lose in any round. Except for the top four? Yeah. Cool on is cool on that. Didn't I complain about him before? The Kotes East season started? I think everyone has complained about him before. Now going into the broader metagame, there have only been, I think, three Kote since we recorded the last episode. The Polish one, the Santiago Cotan, was it Feeding Hills? Yeah, yes, that was afterwards. So, yeah, well, there was the weekend of five, and then there was three in a weekend, and we had already used the results from Melbourne last time, and then last weekend there was just Santiago. I think the biggest new thing is that no spider were doing well at all in the first couple of weeks of the Cote season. They have done really well a couple of weeks since then, and when I was just looking, I think there were three Spider in the top eight at Rockville, and after round six, there were a couple of Spider in the top eight at Stillwater, although that, you know, I don't know how they were going to make it into the actual top eight. Speaking of really bad matches for uh, DGC, uh, Breeder, really bad match. You know, when you look at the results of a deck and it keeps winning as much as DGC had, you can't just write off, like, half of the field in bad matchups. You uh, know what else is a really bad matchup for DGC? is DGC. You know what else is a bad Horrible matchup? matchup. You know, high honor military clans, low honor military clan, honor, no, dishonor. I, I, I'm great against enlightenment, though. You're actually not, because it's <laughs> damn <dual>. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it depends on... He's better against the dueling enlightenment, but the cheese enlightenment he's okay against. For real. <laughs> the non the non-building enlightenment decks. There you go. You can take those down. 
You actually can, because I can't and like it. <laughs> yeah. It's funny how that works. Yes. There's the cheese enlightenment that counts on, like, Ochi or Master of the Body for fire, and that's all the duels it has in it. Yeah, why would you do that? No. <laughs> if you're going to ruin your, your entire deck to have all the uh, high focus values, you may as well have steel on steel, at yeah. least. Well, I mean, basically, it cheeses out all of the rings a turn quicker. So, Luxac Enlightenment. Yeah. Did I flip Ochi yet? Yeah, I mean, and there have been a few Dragon Enlightenment decks that have done well, which is a lot, relatively speaking, because you're not having a lot, a lot of people don't show up. Yeah. There hasn't been a lot of Dragon either, which confuses me, because I think it's really strong. But... It kind of confuses me, because as much as people talk about clan populations going up or down, based on deck strength, there's only so much elasticity there, especially on downward end, usually there's a, a certain floor, and it's not going to go below that because of Clan Loyalist. And unless the deck is the deck, it doesn't often go up that much either. But yeah, Dragon seems like it has an okay deck, although it hasn't really gotten much of anywhere in Kote season so far, but... I don't think anyone's playing it. Yeah, nobody's playing it. Mantis is the only clan that's had lower turnout than Dragon, and no offense, Mantis players, but there just aren't as many of you, and Mantis is often way below everybody else in attendance. The other traditionally really low attendance clan is Unicorn, and there have been more Unicorn uh, sure enough than Dragon. And I'm not sure why. Last Step Castle is still fine. It hasn't gotten anything, but it's still fine. I was messing around with the uh, military magistrates the other day. Seems to be working fine. Yeah, Monks still does okay, I think. Yeah. Kensai are, are the joke, apparently, but... Yeah, I'm waiting for a second Kensai deck to get top eight before I'll consider taking it seriously. I, I mean, I won a Kote with a Kensai deck back when back Kensai was bad. Well, back when Kensai were bad. I mean, so it, it, it's the sort of thing, one outlier result does not yeah, necessarily mean... Well, 100 results doesn't mean anything either, but... Sorry? A hundred results don't mean anything either. Well, at some point they mean something. It's all subjective. We all like to pretend that there's actually enough, especially I like to pretend in doing all my little statistical thing that we actually reach a really good, solid, statistically significant amount of data for the number of variables involved in an L5R tournament. By the end of Cote season, it actually does end up pretty okay, but... <laughs> Pretty okay. You do end up with thousands of data points uh, by know. the end of Kote season, which is enough to say something. For some of the winter season things, you know, you may end the whole season and have five tournaments. Well, you got more than that, at least this last year. You did, because there were all the, the winter choices. The winter choices. In addition to Spider, I think Poland actually saw some Crab Scouts make it in the top eight, which is something that we thought had good matchups in the environment, but I hadn't really seen going into top eights. Just because it's a good deck doesn't mean we're going to play it, though. Yeah. It, it tends to be against the normal Crab Smash playstyle. Well, it's, I mean, Crab Smash with ridiculous broken harpoon cards. Now it's Crab Drive-By. Have we seen anything else develop in the last... What is Vancouver? Had two Phoenix on top? Yes. Yeah, 
I think we've all been of the opinion that Phoenix should be good. We just didn't understand why it, it wasn't yeah, why it doing well. And so, yeah, Phoenix has started crawling its way out of the gutter that we couldn't figure out how it got down into in the first place. They have three really playable bosses. Yeah, and some of them that you could make Generic more than one sense. completely different yeah. deck out of that. Something I've been thinking about is what makes people think that a deck is too good. Right now, you know, without anything about the results for this weekend's Cote, Lion and Crab are, relatively speaking, running away with it as far yeah. as making the cut. Making the cut, which you know is a tolerable indicator of yeah. deck drink. And I have not some. I think some extent you've seen. I mean, there's been a little bit of lion or two good. I haven't really seen any crab or two good. And I think back to last Cote season and most of last year. You know, at least half of last year, you had people complaining that Last Step Castle was too good and desperately needed to have a rat up. And at no point in time in its run was Last Step Castle as effective in tournaments as Lion and Crab have been so far this Kojay season. It's been, what, three weeks, four weeks, though? It's been, well, and this may be what I think. I can come up with a couple of things, but is it something more complicated, or is it just simply at the very beginning of last Kojay season, when Last, Step, when last Step Castle came out, it won a bunch of Kojay right away, because nobody was, everybody said Meta Honor was dead, nobody was expecting it, nobody was metaing against it. It won a bunch, and then people just got it in their heads that it was too good, and then it just doesn't have any relation to to reality after that. It's just so influenced by the initial perception. It's sort of like Crane seemed to be the first two weeks of this season. Yeah, well, Crane are still... They're fourth or fifth. I mean, they're in the middle yeah, of the yeah. pack still, but but yeah. But uh, I mean, meta-wise, and nobody met it for honor, it seems, and then Crane walk away with two. We hadn't expected Honor to be able to do that great, but that's partially because we expected there to be a lot more Dishonor yeah. than there was. If I had been playing in Atlanta, I would have included Honor meta, but just the cursory sort of, okay, here's an event or two. And I don't think that cuts it anymore at all. It's the person influenced to cancel it right away. Yeah. What was the question? If there was anything more than just the initial impressions to why... I mean, because I thought about some other stuff. People don't... People just more instinctively dislike Honor, you know, or any kind of defensive deck than they do some random other military deck, or the people were of the opinion that any monkey could play Last Step Castle, and so... I'm of the opinion any monkey can play Kuan. A lot of people have a variety of opinions about how this sort of deck is so much harder to play, or that sort of deck is so much harder to play, or this deck is so much easier to play, and I... I don't. Same thing. Yeah, I don't think that the differences in in play difficulty are really that great. From I've never really understood why honor is sometimes supposed to be really easy to play, but then no, some people yeah. think that dishonor is super hard to play. Well, it is because you have to go to twenty. You have that many fingers and toes. If you don't lose any, you have to count down. Subtracting is hard. Adding is easy. Subtracting is hard. What they lose and subtract is that that's positive. Yeah. 
Who knows? I mean, what am I, a math guy? Kevin, what the hell? <laughs> and if anything, I, I guess I always thought that if I had to break it down, the the single most common puff choice does have to involve a military dex and a military on military matchup and just the very basic do you attack? Do you bother to defend? You always attack, you never defend. Yeah, I don't know that that's the answer for all non Mantis clans. That's what I do. If I remember if I remember playing Lion, if <laughs> I attack every turn, I defend if I'm gonna lose my last province. Yeah, see I Evan defended no, I, a I, lot. I lost when I watched him. Because he had three only agents speak. But, <laughs> yeah. I saw some situations where, in the top eight, where we had to do the acts yeah. of judging, where... I still have no idea how they took that many battle actions. Yeah, just some more just... I feel like they should have exhausted their hands like three times. Where, where, yeah, where he would attack, and, oh, you know, the crab would attack, and Evan would actually defend against Kulon. I'm like, yeah. I, I thought you just... Let him take it yeah. and then keep on going. Or, or situations, yeah, where yeah, Evan attacks and Kuan's sitting at home. Kuan doesn't want any of that. He's not coming in. So now, now you're dragging Kuan in. I... Well, because Kasei gets around the trait somehow. That still blows my mind. Oh, yeah, because you target him with the battle action, but he's not alone in the army, so it can't negate it. And he's so there now, now, and now it's with, now, Yeah, now he's already been targeted for the first time, so if you shoot him again, he dies. that's right. That's why you pulled Kasei. Okay, you Matthew Kasei who, who might be pulls broken. somebody in. He harpoons somebody in. Yeah, he's ridiculous. Kuan's trait triggers on the first time. I oh, okay. I just didn't remember what Oh, yeah. So you yeah. in and then cancels your trait. Yeah, Kasei awesome. pulls it in, yeah, which triggers the trait, but nothing gets negated. So you can pull him yeah. in and then kill him. I was unbelievably tired. During that, it's good. I don't want to hear that. It's important. <laughs> I was up for 24 before the tournament started. Whose fault is that? Probably the five or six monsters and or Red Bulls and or bottles of balls. That's, so, so that's correct. We also would have accepted Corey. I got caffeine. I think I just bleed caffeine. Uh, yes, I, I also would have accepted you. <laughs> I, you are responsible. One day, a turn will start at midnight, and I'll be ready to go. I think we're going to be waiting until Gen Con or something, or Dragon Con. Let's, let's do a New Year's Eve tournament at midnight now. No, there's too many other things. I'll say, if ever again we do L5R at Dragon Con, it is not starting in the morning. No. Lord, no. It doesn't need to. It's small enough, because people don't want to pay the, the big dollars entry fee to get in. And... When I am at Dragon Con, I want to be up until 3 in the morning yeah. the night before, yeah. which means I do not want to be running a tournament at 10. So, I should, okay, it's fine. Not AM. I do not want to be running a tournament at 10 AM. <laughs> so, Although I do think it would be cool if the next time we do something at Dragon Con, we do a costume contest, yeah, no. and part of that is you go in the parade. No. No. Because that would be hilarious. Did you see what last year during the parade? What? Some kind of stormtrooper. <laughs> Rob the bank or something. <laughs> and went right back to parade. Awesome. Wow. That would be impressive. Who's the guy who said TK for oh <laughs> It was a stormtrooper! <laughs> it's a flawless plan. Yeah. That's pretty that's pretty cute.
We here on Strange Assembly do not encourage robbing banks. It's not funny. Except it is. <laughs> Unless you cut us in. It's not funny except when it is. Yeah. It's not uh, funny unless you're dressed as a stormtrooper. In that case, it's hilarious. So there also have been stories awarded as a result of these codes. Really good stories. I mean, no? You, know, you don't think so? So? Come on, compare the last I, I don't like the way that Cody season stories are worked out. I just have the huge 20 part stories that don't really do anything. This is better than last year where it felt all point and play. Third time's the charm, I guess, for the war series of fictions because people actually get a choice. Yeah, that, people, that was. People get to choose who shows up or they get to choose the thing off the yeah. tray, whatever it is that they want. They've really tried to do something interesting and personalized about whatever the choice was. Yeah, it doesn't just feel plug-and-play. And it doesn't really feel like the location you're defending matters or anything. It's just kind of... I remember last year, they said the people I picked to, to defend or help out provinces. They apparently didn't hear me say I want to watch everything burn down. <laughs> you can pick that now. No, you can't. Because then you don't defend, you don't get the story. Yeah, you can't fit actively burn yeah. down. You just have to pick, I don't show down. up. Yeah. <laughs> so, somebody else burns it down. That falconry is mine. Yes, the Empire's greatest falconry area. Unfortunately, I suspect that there is some chance that Sean will try to make it awesome if you pick it. He just vetoed, because we've said it's lame. He vetoed hey, the one bird. What, what more do you want? They vetoed my other bird, so I'm going to kid you. Falconry. <laughs> So was I the only one who didn't like the Saruchi Atsui part of the fiction? Oh, where he's ninjing around? Yeah. That would be cool if it was a ninja. Well, apparently he's been studying parkour. It'd be cool if the co-op thing actually happened for the story. What the, what Master Tiger says to you, the seal or something, and then he broke it or whatever. He burned it. Yeah. Yeah. Wendy Golati. Eh, I... It just didn't seem to make any sense for the character. I'm like, what? This scroll now I'm filled in five seconds. Stop the scroll. That was an honor choice, too. Man, I gotta tell you, you get some nifty story even out of the honor prizes, really. I did like the uh, Jim and Joshi story, obviously. I think everyone likes those. I don't know the crane players did not like that. What, the, uh, I should get out of here even though I won that I'm going to defend this land, I'm going to defend it by getting the hell out of here? No, he just gets more and more angry, so you know it's going to end. Well, Sean basically has went on the forums, yeah. and, and let me paraphrase and say, this is going to end badly for both of them. Yay! I believe his words were more close to something like, does anybody here actually think that it's not going to end badly yeah. for both of them? I'm thinking Jim is going to, you know, what is it? He'll be five finger strike of death and no choices to fight Sabrum. I just want to know how many pieces Jim is going to end up in. Two. I, no, two. <laughs> that sounds right. I think he could pull off a good eight to sixteen without but, too much trouble. But why would he? Remember, he's a crane. One. He's a Kikita. One strike. One. One. One cut. And right, then right. Stop. One cut. Sixteen pieces. Nah. Haven't you seen that art? What was it? Where? Where a crane cuts a crab in, like, three parts, and somehow the Tetsubo is falling apart, too, even though it shouldn't be anywhere near the path of the blade. Iron Crane. His skull broken. Mm. 
Okay. I declare that this segment has ended. Let's talk stupid things about Emperor Edition. Well, we know a little bit more than we used to about Emperor Edition. We have two more themes. The, uh, Paragons of loyalty. Scorpion. Yojimbo-ish. Paragon-ish. Loyal-ish. Yeah, they come with like 87 keywords. Sounds like it. Although I'm not sure. I don't want match anything. Phoenix Yojimbo is going to mix match keywords. You can match keywords now? You can't. You don't have to mix and match keywords with the Phoenix Yojimbo. Don't you just have the, the a bunch boss? of... You need Shigenjo to make super death ray attack? Well, yeah, but you just have to have a it's couple of play sets. You gotta mix and match. You gotta have one and one. Well, yeah, but that's a big difference. You have to have one Shigenjo somewhere on the table. I'm not saying you need a lot. The entire, yeah. I mean, that's a big difference from how they used to try to do the yeah. Shigenjo. Oh, God, yeah. that was atrocious. In uh, your army, if you have a naval guy and a non-naval guy, give one... Oh, wait, that was something else. <laughs> that was another winner. Yeah, matching things rough, you just target the one and everything falls apart. Right, the weak, weak link. Yeah, but this, uh, the yeah, way they, Reese was talking about it, I mean, and the way it's written up here, it's like the Phoenix, Yojimbo, and their Shugenjo, which makes it sound like a... Your cowards get to stay yeah. at home. Yes. Jimin stays at home. And then the... <laughs> no, because he likes to just sin, kills you and runs away. <laughs> yeah, so you're... Yojimbo are charging into battle. Your courtiers are staying right. at home, saying, I am a courtier. Your mother. There seemed to be a decent amount of confusion about what exactly the theme was, although there, there did seem to what? be enough confusion confusion about what the theme was. Isn't it last sentence, this no. is a military theme? This is a military theme. Yeah. Yes. What's confusion there? That means full provinces go to zero. You win. Nonetheless, people managed to find confusion, although there were, I noticed a number of early posts were like, oh, thank God, it's a military theme that's not good or live. <laughs> I, I still like them thematically. I, I remember when Scorpion players liked them thematically, too. I have never Nobody seen expected it. It's the execution that I, doesn't work. I have right. never seen a thematic aspect of a clan go from being semi-popular to being loathed as quickly as Bitter Lies have with the Scorpion. They're always, they've always been my favorite in the story, because being crazy is awesome. I mean, and I can see how, you know, that maybe doesn't necessarily translate to your whole army gets run that way. No. But still, I mean, I understand they haven't been a good at all in no, but the CCG. I would not have expected people to just hate you see people talking about just yeah. bitter lies. Like even in the story, I don't think I don't know how many Scorpion players even want to see bitter lies show up in the story anymore. But I certainly don't want to see it show up in their decks. Yeah. Uh, the other one was Shi Tian Yan Wang Priest. Sorry, can you repeat that? <laughs> no. <laughs> There's a much more entertaining way to put it that people used back when it was the. Uh, Chichen Yan Wang Temple, right? Yes, yeah. too. Time being just pops that right now. <laughs> Based on the artwork, the Chichen Yan Wang theme is going to be about 
It's another ninja shapeshifter. Galactus theme. <laughs> whatever it is, it's definitely tainted. Yeah, that looks pretty vicious, whatever it is. Yeah, I don't know what on earth that is supposed to be. you got some guy with a big old blue mouth and uh, this yellow claw hand with a giant moon in the background. It looks kind of like the Goju theme on Yes, that's what I'm that, He's eating your face, this, too. This switch the arch. <laughs> Shi Tian Yan Wang, those are the Lords of Death. Yes, they're coming now. It's a military Shugenja theme. It's also talking about the, the Yuchi in here, but I think that was talking about it in the flavor write-up, which, as Sean noted, may or may not have... Yeah, not in to do with... Yeah, he yeah, did note it in relation to this, but... So they have life and death stuff, and they have elemental affinity of water, and that's down in the... Reese wrote this paragraph at the bottom. <laughs> in the fine print. <laughs> of course... Really hard to know. So, so do you hydrate, you get a <laughs> capsule thing from your kids? Come out with sex monkeys. That's it. Yeah. Let's actually no, talk sea about the sea monkeys. Yeah, sea monkeys. Yeah, sea monkeys. Yeah, sea monkeys. Yeah, I like it. It's too bad. If there were a sea monkey theme, I think I'd have to play it. <laughs> no, you already got one furry theme. <laughs> I, for I don't know what you're talking about. You don't need another one. Let's see. We also, in addition to the themes, have now seen the first set of previews for Before the Dawn. It's going to be a smaller set. It's ten cards less. There's no such thing as R1s anymore. So I'm guessing there's going to be 50 R2s. Did they, did they say that? Yes. Yes. I'll, I'll give you a hint. I read three things on that page. You may notice that the set yeah. is 156 yeah, yeah. cards as opposed to 166. Yeah. There's three pictures. I like pictures. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, so there's no longer going to be R1s, which I'm assuming means that 10 of the rares are going to be R3s now. Because oh. it's, it's still going to be... Oh, Star Wars. I, I was interpreting that they were doing it because they were cutting the size of the sheet down. You're interpreting that as R3s? Right. All it says is that there's not going to be such a thing as R1s. Which is good. If they're changing the sheet size, it could be different, but if it's still the same 110-card sheet size, that would mean that instead of an extra 10 yeah. rares that only right, appear right. once, yeah, there's 50, 10 right. of well, the other. It said something about the changing of printers led to changes, so I interpreted that they were going to a printer that now they're doing 100-card sheet instead of 110. No, the sheet size. I thought maybe it had something to do with the fact that the, the new printer or, or that the distribution new, that the new printer we lost the rare card entirely from the last yeah, set or right. one of the last two sets because was a rare one was uncommon. Oh no! But yeah, there was yeah, some yeah. collision issues. Okay, I mean that. I, I don't know. Totally fun. That was my. Yeah. They don't explicitly say one way or the other. It says cards are easier to get. Yeah. Oh no! What yeah. am I going to do with easier to get cards? Then they have. Three previews, each one highlighting some mechanical way they're doing something different. Mm -hmm. The first is Unorthodox Attack, also known as Draw Your Blade, Draw Your Blade, except better. better. Yeah. The text which uses the new template is Battle, choose your performing unbound samurai and target an enemy card, bow it. The way that that's different is that the required targeting is now going to occur in the constraints block. Formed actions are things I like. <laughs> yes. 
I would assume that's gonna get played. Staple? What? I, yeah. 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 Battle, Bow Your God. No. And the Samurai's still playing Draw Your Blade, so. Yeah. Are you, uh, not Samurai? Too bad. Yeah, I'll be fine. You got Samurai. What do you do now? Yeah, no, both caps, yeah. We've got monks, that's all I know for sure. Can you see ninjas too? I don't want to do. I want that. Can we have monks and ninjas and artisans? Yeah. That'll be. I was about to say you want like a courtier artisan theme. I do want a courtier artisan. Screw samurai shugenja. I want monks, ninjas, and artisans. The air should get the theme will be camouflage ninjas. He doesn't even want shugenja. No, that's scorpion air ninja. Phoenix have you have air shugenjas right? Yeah. Oh, ninja man. Ours are more awesome. Guitars and laser beams. <laughs> the second one is the Killing Grounds, which is a terrain. It oh. features the new terrain template, which is the battle action. Now it just says battle, put this into play. And then the stuff that used to be in the battle action is now just a trait on yeah. the card. Killing Grounds is the next time this battle someone passes, they destroy one of their personalities. Fun. Yeah, <laughs> fun. So if my people have more battle actions than you... Lion, and you have less any other clan. I don't know. Are you going to assume that you're always going to be able to be in that sort of position such that you're willing to... With Lion, yes. Okay. I get Tactician. I can throw a card away. That's a good point. Having Tactician on your guys... Yeah, but it really comes down to how many onboard actions do you have. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that I hadn't thought about the Tactician thing. That could be... I'll say Because I think most of the time... You know, you put this in, you're you taking a chance there. I Only if you let it be a chance. The other one is Disrupting Communication, which is a scout card. The new difference on this is that they're removing the phrase, if you have targeted this province with, the recon province with a recon action, now it just says, if you have reconnaissance. This one says, if you have reconnaissance, your opponent face palms and... Yeah, well, you have to bow one of your guys, and then they bow one of their guy, and you get to bow one of their guys, but, you know, random discard. One for one with random discard. Yeah. I I bow my box with Shud. Or I'm playing Shadow Peaks, and I bow anybody. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, that is a good thing. It's a good thing? Well, for you. I mean, for the person playing it. Yes, it it turns out that Shattered Peaks removes the bow cost from stuff. And random discards always tricky. There's also a note, although it's not something that's featured on one of these previews, that in the future is that mo- it says that most recon actions will be reactions to engaging rather than limited or open action. So you don't have to tell your opponent exactly where you're going this turn. Well, never mind any of the rest of that. It could mean that Unicorn counts scouts. Let, let's let's not that far. Yeah. Well, they did get the box of ultimate terribleness. Yes, yes, they did. Every arc has a winner. I think that might be this arc's. Yeah. The gold star, try harder. Oh, we're sorry, Unicorn. Not that sorry. That sorry keeps pretty amazing. Yes, there are other things that have come up better. The other Emperor Edition stuff we've seen are the new event kit promos, including the Wormhole Katana. Katana. The absolutely filthy Wormhole Katana. I'm trying to give me another card today, Jay, and I just gave it back. <laughs> what was the other card? 
some Ronin that kills attachments yeah, as cool. a duelist. Oh, yeah, he's right. He's like a 4-3 yeah. Kensei duelist battle destroying attack. Yeah, and he's yep. supposed to have a four-force weapon that moves you back into battle and kills things. We oh, yeah. give him two of those. You don't need to give somebody two of those. If you do. <laughs> I mean, that's that's just tremendous. And for Kensei, Another bow. Yep. yep. It's ability. And I guess it's also important because you can kill stuff and then after yeah, they send you home you can still come. Or really, it, it's got two separate battle yeah, yeah. Rates, so it doesn't interfere with itself either. And... But it's not as good as Rising Sunblade. It doesn't have six fours. You're, you're an idiot. That is correct. I am <laughs> an idiot. But the card is still amazing. I do think it's better, yeah, it's better than Rising Sunblade. I hear getting rid of your sent home problems on a card that kills is pretty awesome. More action, yes. more better. Yes, you can construct a situation where you would rather have the plus two force. You know, you're cavalrying with your four force guy into a eight province strength. But this, yeah, the, the move in and the kill and a better kill action. Yes, and Yarjutsu ready. Good. <laughs> Sounds like a plan to me. Yeah, Yarjutsu is still good. I saw somebody posting like they Yarjutsu didn't get played anymore. That's fine. I thought yeah, I think Yarjutsu still. Wait, we're playing. I don't know that the deck that it goes into... Oh, no, 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 it goes into good decks. It just goes into non-Kensei good decks. Right? Lion Weapons? That's got to still play with Yarajutsu. Kensei's still got to play with Well, yes, but you don't really necessarily see Kensei in terms Magistrates? Military? If people play that, great problem. That's not see? the sort of thing see? <laughs> Turns out unit kill's pretty good. Yes. Any anything else we've learned about Emperor? Start from the knee. No, we didn't learn that. We already knew that. Listen, you told me I was going to Sesame Street. Okay, that's it for Emperor Edition. We'll torment you with some more random chatter when we get back. <laughs> This is the Strange Assembly News Desk for March 31st, 2011. AEG has put up a variety of items in the Board Game Geek auction to benefit the Blackburn family after the loss of their daughter Amber. These items include your very own character in the first L5R expansion after Emperor Edition, as well as another item to host a storyline tournament to be attended by an AEG employee, sort of your choice. In other announcements, AEG has announced additional enhancements to the L5R CCG boxes. You can see what the new boxes look like on the Legend of the Five Rings website. Further, the Legend of the Five Rings role-playing game 4th edition book Emerald Empire, should be at a store near you very, very soon. In tournament news, the Santiago Cote was won by Fernando Lobos, playing Scorpion, who chose Keeper of Shadow. The side event was won by Cesar Aviles of the Spider, who chose Daigatsu Shimakiri. The Stillwater Cote was won by Danny Briscoe, playing Spider, who chose for the clan to gain the Empire's Greatest Jade Works. 
The side event at that Kote was won by Jacob Clausen of the Unicorn, who picked Shinjo Genki to appear in the fiction. The Rockville Kote was won by Andy Mall, playing Crane, who chose for the Crane to get the Empire's greatest sake works. And the side event at that Kote was won by Matt Tyler of the Scorpion, who picked Nanbu Kokako as his story choice, with a backup pick of Bayushi Miyako. There has been one fiction since the last episode, The Destroyer War Part 3, written by Sean Carmen and published on March 22, 2011. That's it for the Strange Assembly News Desk for March 31, 2011. Well, we seem to be running out of things that anyone would actually care about to talk about, so I thought maybe it would be a good time to have random thoughts about the story. You know, individual stories come and go, and we talk about whatever particular event is, but there doesn't usually seem to be a good time to just... Catch what falls in the cracks. Yeah, so... What's yours, Jay? Uh, this is one of those, maybe you got resolution and I've just completely forgotten about it, but I did remember, there was a thread somewhere on the boards, what's your favorite art pieces? So digging through that to find them, links to them, I found the one, this was back in, was it back in Gold Era, though it may have been earlier, where she was... Wait, 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 stop, sorry. I think you're is not going is, is he going back to a gold... Arc story point that hasn't been resolved Speaking yet. Of ten years. Oh my god. Okay, go go, go ahead, Jay. Good the, luck the, with the, this. There's the part where Shiva Sakune shattered the uh, table of the elemental masters and said, "I'm the champion. I should have a voice here." And I don't think that's ever come up again. Well, he became the gender. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, so basically, you want to see a fiction where the elemental masters make the. Phoenix Fan Champion hand carved them a new table, right? No, no, no. Where, where they actually acknowledge the champion is someone more than just the errand boy. Yeah, is Sukune the champion anymore? No. Yeah, then they probably don't care. True. Consider that result. It's the soul of Shiva, it's still the champion. Their turn, Trump. Yeah, this destroyer thing needs to go quick. I mean, uh, Evan Daughter. She's done. Yeah. That was one. We, we have Zombie, what Michael Jackson, Panecki, Nansen, again, the Lion Provinces. I mean, just so much... So shouldn't you be okay with that one? That one can hang out for a while? No. No? Okay. No. It's like a band-aid. You can rip it off fast or it's going to hurt. Take it, take it. Yes, but it's hurting the lion. I thought you'd be okay with no, that. No, no. Drawn out, mind hurt. Wow. Yeah, just, there's so much going on, and so slowly with no resolution. It'd be nice to see something finished. Yeah, well, I, I think we talked about this a little bit. I, they got their story arc stretched out by six months, I think, because of the changing of the release schedule for the base sets. So I think we are kind of seeing a sort of pause. You couldn't have, like, a mid-boss show up <laughs> the bridge. Well, okay, for, for that matter, on the subject of finishing up, if you want me to do a more recent... Musahiko's got two and a half down. Let's see those other two go. No, he's going to get corrupted. After.
after the other two. I don't know. I guess there needs to be some end of Mizuhiko. We actually see Mizuhiko, though, so I guess he doesn't really feel like he's been out of the spotlight. Ah, uh, you'd think we'd be able to say something randomly... Say something randomly positive about the story, Jay. I like it. So that's one of the things I was talking about, individual fictions. I think we sort of read individual fictions, right. and we like the individual fictions, and then it's harder to talk about that. Yeah, I mean, the, the arc is just... And yeah, sort of the problem is you have all these individual fictions that are good, but the arc is just sort of... I don't know, I mean, you have... Part of it is the story prize that... I mean, like, why did Mizuhiko show up down in the southern provinces to attack destroyers? He should be going and finishing off oracles. He shouldn't be hanging out with destroyers. Don't you guys have some teleport ritual now, too? That, yeah. That is? yeah, that was yeah, pretty awesome. It's not... I hope we get to keep that one. It's not like Mizuhiko, you don't. That's why they made a point out of how hard it was to do, so you don't expect them to show up again. Right. Which we may see more of. Okay. You saw Tenshi get into a brain freeze for that. I like how they basically said, oh yeah, anytime you want one guy, you can go through, but if you want to send an army, that's hard, so... Yeah, I mean, well, that's, you haven't seen the unicorn do that again, and they did that once. But I don't know how fair that is, because it's not like you got that fiction of Mizuhiko instead of a fiction of Mizuhiko going off and killing the dark oracle of water. True, but I mean, as far as story arcs, you're building up the story arc, and you've had this one fiction that doesn't make sense in it. Because it's based around a story pick that somebody liked the character. Well, how did it not... I mean... I don't think it detracts from his story to have him show up and do some fighting down there. And I think it actually added to it because in that story, you actually got to see more of the internal interaction between him and Judgment, something that a lot of people thought was missing from the Chasai stabbing fiction, where his mind was opaque to us, so... Yeah. You know, he starts crying, we're not really sure what's going on. This one, I thought was good. There was a lot of discussion in the thread about the story that people had about, you know, what the significance was of different ways the Judgment talked to Mizuhiko. Maybe when he goes to the last one, I'll take their place. From the Dark Oracle of Five, yeah. Oh, God, that'd be dumb. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I guess I was kind of thinking that given that they'd made this big point out of this storyline that the oracles are going to stay gone, but at least for an extended period of time. I mean, isn't it kind of anticlimactic to have, or, I don't know, or maybe it's just super tragic, Mijahiko goes around, kills all the dark oracles, and then three seconds later, poof, they're all back. The monster himself. They're not all back, he is. He becomes what he's been fighting all this time. I, know. I, I think to me... That's the, well, I think he becomes something bad, but I don't want to see him become some super mega elemental Captain Anti-Planet monster. Captain Anti-Planet, yes! Uh, I'm sorry, the dark or the we'll Captain get, Planet. And then we'll get Super Saiyan Cesaro oh, to fight him. bad memory <laughs> <laughs> What? We're, we're in Atlanta. I thought you had to speak highly of Ted Turner. Oh, for the critic word. Captain Planet. It was really terrible. Uh, the robot chicken. Because I enjoyed the robot chicken one. No, I'm thinking the critic, but could be wrong. I, I do like it when Ted Turner shows up on Conan O'Brien now that Conan's on TBS. Someone's got to sign his check. Yeah. 
<laughs> Does he sign the check on the air? No, no, no. He, he comes riding a giant buffalo. <laughs> so many weird rumors that they dare. Some of them aren't rumors. <laughs> Some are just true. <laughs> oh, we are so constructive and productive. That's happened. That's not true. We stabbed Josiah and he didn't die. Okay, nothing's happened. We found a bunch of dead people in the Ivory Kingdom. Yeah, they got to pilot the boats back, like Lord of the Rings. The army of the dead saves the day. Oh, oh, good lord, no. No, remember, you guys are just staying in the Ivory Kingdom now. You have two ports. All you have to do is just transit back and forth between the two ports. Back and forth, back and well, forth. Well, see, the way it works is... You charge we got lost. We got to start going. That, and you get infinite money because you're going back and forth and you're constantly charging fee. So you just keep breaking in the money. Or if it's only your money. Then, tough luck. That's what happens when you, you know, make story choices and the story team has to deal with them. Just because you can't choose something doesn't mean you should. Correct. But there was money on the line. Eh, money's overrated. But Benjiro, Benjiro stabbed the Rakshasha. I thought that was cool, even if Trevor can't remember I'm that I'm sticking with my headbutt theory. Did he shank him at least? A good no, shank. Yes. Headbutt. He headbutted the Rakshasha, and it went poof. Jay's forgetting that he's referring to comments that he made while we weren't actually recording. Yes, he did just stab him. <laughs> he stabbed him with his forehead. That's impressive. That's that. Well, it was an ivory knife yeah, or yeah, tusk yeah. or something, which I uh, guess is... That ivory knife, hidden some shadow there. Well, I think that that's supposed to be, you know, the, the material yeah, that, that harms Rakshasha. Like, uh, We've already done that with the crystal. This is, yeah. Now that you're second rate. So what you're saying is, well, at even some the, point, the Colad are going to bring a whole bunch of ivory swords to defeat the Rakshasha? They're going to keep calling the poachers. No, wait a minute, wait a minute. What, what do you mean, uh... Second rate after Crystal. Crystal is just second rate Jade. Nobody, I, who's scared of Shadowlands? Apparently nobody, since they're all dead. I, I know the Ghostbusters aren't. I don't know anybody else, though. Iron Boots of the uh, Destroyer. I'm just ignoring Jay. <laughs> Probably the Ectoplasm, yeah. Get that Slimer come out. Oh no, bad ideas. <laughs> This is terrible. It really is. <laughs> yes. I, maybe maybe now we should take up we should uh, take up a collection to get people to pay us to not air this thing. That's it for this episode of Strange Assembly. We'll probably be back in a couple of weeks. Until then, you can visit us on... Probably not after this episode. (laughs) Until then, you can visit us on strangeassembly.com. Stop by our forums. While you're there, you can also subscribe to the podcast. You can also subscribe to the podcast through iTunes. If you want to get a hold of us, I can be reached at chris at strangeassembly.com. And you can also harass Trevor and Jay at their respective Strange Assembly emails. Or the bat signal. No, that's Dace. Oh, yeah. I thought it was Batman again. I didn't take my meds. 
Until then, I'm Chris Stevenson for Jay Earl and Trevor Valentine. This has been Strange Assembly. That was the time of Strange Assembly where you danced. What? I wanted to get what you're trying to do that episode intentionally. That's it for the 23rd episode of Strange Assembly. Oh no, it ended a while ago. Now is the time on Strange Assembly where you dance! Dance! <laughs> I'm not touching that monkey. <laughs> Touch the monkey! It's better you don't know any about that, Chris. <laughs> yes. If for some reason you enjoyed what you just heard, <laughs> You can Go visit- see a doctor. <laughs> we can't help you. <laughs> you can visit us on the web at strangeassembly.com. Check out the forums. You can subscribe to our podcast there or search it up and subscribe on iTunes. We have a semi-regularly updated front page slash blog. Blog. As big as it is wood. <laughs> I got that again. <laughs> Uh, if you follow us on Twitter or like us on Facebook, you'll I'm get sorry. notified of the updates to that. I know. We are sorry, but... <laughs> Jay especially is sorry. If you have any comments... <laughs> That's a separate issue. If you have any comments or critiques about this episode, which you must by now, you can email me at chris at strangeassembly.com. We made this work. Godspeed. <laughs> you can take any amount of punishment. Uh, for Trevor Valentine <laughs> and General and Ted Turner. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Chris Stevenson. This is Strange Assembly. And God help us all. This is the best episode ever. <laughs> <laughs>